Welcome to this episode of Raising Teens of Podcast. And with us today, our guests are Sarah Long and Jason Royce. So lovely to have you with us today. And we've got a very moving letter from a mum uh, to discuss today. Help, I'm so upset. My daughter's school have called me in and informed me that my 14-year-old daughter sent a boy in her year a naked picture of herself. He then sent it round on Snapchat. Why would she do something so uh, stupid? I think it's the, it's the kind of phone call every parent dreads, isn't it? You know, one minute you're making the tea and life's okay, and next your world really uh, fall, falls in. Um, you must have seen plenty of this over the years, well, both of you. Jason? Yeah, and we, we have seen a lot of this kind of stuff and working as we have in, in schools across the UK, this is a, a really common issue. And I would say there isn't a school in the UK that isn't dealing with this issue uh, every week. Uh, it's, it's hugely common and, um, and a bombshell for any parent um, to, to deal with, to have that phone call from the school where, where this situation comes to light. And then the kind of, how has this happened without my knowledge and how has my young person got to a point where they've decided to do this what has happened and so all of those things are, are running through a parent's mind as well as what happens next what do i do what does my young person do uh, all of these these issues um and so it's not really a, a reassurance but it is um it's probably good for us to know that actually research shows one in seven young people have sent a naked or semi-naked picture on to someone else. And that has then half of the time been sent on again to someone else. So this is a massive issue amongst young people, not just socially in terms of how you deal with it, but also legally as well. Mm. I think the legality is one of the things that um, young people will not think about that at all before they do it. But in the aftermath and the consequences, they're going to have to process some things around what they've done. Because actually both of these young people have committed an offence in what they've done. So um, this young lady, in taking that photo and sending it to someone, um, what she won't, probably won't realise is that that is classed as distributing an, an indecent image of a minor. Um, and, and so to young people, they're like, but it's my body. Why can't I do what I want with it? But the law says that you can't do that. Um, and this young man, when he sent it on, has then repeated that offence by sending it on to other people. Mm. So um, when they took the picture or when they first sent it on, they probably won't have really had a clue about the legal implications, but there will now be some things that the school will follow up on, pro quite probably with the police, to process what, what's happened here. Gosh, wow. Jason, I think every, every parent's heart goes out to this, this mum, and a whole bunch of emotions must be going through her, you know, kind of, Anger, fear, shame. It's a horrible thing, isn't it? Dragged up the school for, for, this, for this kind of thing. Where did I go wrong? All that kind of stuff. What would your advice be to this, to this mum? In a perfect world, when she gets that phone call, because you've seen it so many, many times, if, 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 we, if we could get to a mum just as she got that phone call, what would your advice be? Uh, so I, I would want to give her a space just to um, process her initial reactions because um, in this situation it's not good to kind of go steaming in and uh, make decisions out of anger, shock, uh, you know, horror, whatever kind of your initial reaction is as, as you get that phone call. That's not 
the best thing for the long run. But you also, as a parent, of course, you're so distraught when you get that. So having someone, you know, call your husband, your wife, your partner, yeah. your, your best friend, your brother, sister, mum, whoever it is, call someone and share with them what's happened. Someone you can trust, someone who's going to listen to you. And then I think there's a number of things I, I would do. So I would want to go to the school and find out what's happened. How did it come to light? Um, what is the situation with the police? Um, have they been called? Have they already um, spoken to the young people? So what stage is that at? And are there any actions that need to happen next? So find out what the school's response is gonna be and what have they done so far? And then um, as soon as I am in the room with the young person who's, who's faces, and especially if I, uh, if I was a parent of this child, I want them to know first and foremost for anything else, I love them and I'm on their side and we're going to face this together. We, it's it's going to be okay. Um, and just kind of reassuring them because there's a whole load of other stuff that's going to happen. There's social implications, there's perhaps legal implications depending on what the police decide to do. Um, there are so many implications for how this girl feels about herself, how she feels about boys now, yeah. loads of stuff. What she needs to know first and foremost before anything else that she's loved, that there's a bunch of people who are on her side and who are going to help her face this. It's, it's, it's so hard though, Jason, isn't it? Because as you say it now, it seems absolutely right, but you'd almost have to be Mother Teresa, wouldn't you? I mean, I've got all these, all these emotions, and especially if it literally has come out of the blue, this is an incredible shock to you. You almost feel, I imagine, I can imagine a, a mum feeling, I hardly know this child. You know, why, how could this possibly happen can you you can understand a head spinning can't you oh yeah and i think i think that's why it's so important to have a space to process that because actually this is a nightmare for a parent mm. but let's not forget that actually in the midst of this that girl has also had a moment of shock betrayal hurt anger confusion and and that's what's really important really really important is this young lady will now be dealing with the fact that a large chunk of her year group at school has seen her naked um, and she cannot take that picture back. She will not know fully whether the picture, it was on Snapchat, is it gone forever, has someone saved it? These are things that she's dealing with. Um, and I think in the midst of it, you've got to balance out your need to express the shock, anxiety and pain that you feel. And some of that is quite well founded and will need to be worked yeah. out with your child. But also just to recognise that right now, quite probably your child's head is spinning and they are processing a dramatic change to their social life to, and to, to what they know, really. So can I just pick up that little bit about, about, about Snapchat? Yeah. Uh, just tell us a bit about how kids use that and whether they feel it's a safe vehicle or... Yeah. So um, we, can, we can often demonise some technology and Snapchat is yeah. um, the perfect thing for us to freak out about as parents because um, it's a messaging app um, where you send a, a written message or a photo and you can time how long it stays on the screen for. So normally it's about 10 seconds. Okay. So um, you can send a, a ridiculous photo of your face that will pop up on your friend's phone for 10 seconds and then it's gone forever, okay. supposedly. Um, but it's not flawless. So um, there are ways of saving the images that pop up. So while you've timed it to only be there for 10 seconds, it can be saved, they can take a picture of it on another device. Um, so what feels like a very safe 
messaging app because you can say any, say or do anything you like and then it's gone um, isn't like that. It's not as safe as young people think it is. Mm. So it's often, um, it can be used by young people in these areas of sexting to send an image that they don't want someone to keep forever. They just want to flash it up on the screen so they've done it yeah. um, and then it'll be gone. The trouble is that that often doesn't work out because the app isn't flawless in its security. And so young people send this image thinking it'll just pop up and then it's gone but then they discover it's been saved and actually it has much wider implications than they ever thought it could. Jason, if you were able to sit down with, with this mum and, and try to begin to explain to her what might lie behind her child uh, uh, mm. doing this, and of course there are a million answers, but what would, what would be typical ways that you would want to talk to a mum and help her explain what's gone on and going on in her daughter's life? I think once you've kind of dealt with the um, with her emotions, how she's feeling about it, and perhaps blaming herself, perhaps blaming her her daughter, and I would probably want to listen to what she's experiencing with that stuff. But as we seek to try and build a way forward, I think as as adults, and uh, for many of us, you know, growing up for us was very different to what it's like growing up for young people today, and I think sometimes we forget just how different it is. The young people of today have never known a world where smartphones didn't exist. Mm. They've never known a world where it's not possible to take a selfie and, and to send it on. And that has a huge impact on the way they, they're growing up. And sometimes we, we lose sight of that. Mm. Um, the pressure that young people have to look good, to present a, a, a positive image of themselves to their peers and, and to others is, is massive. And young people developmentally they're so keen to fit in, they want to belong, they want to be accepted. And for, in our society, one of the ways that we're accepted is if we are desirable um, to others, if, if our lifestyle is enviable or we look a way that other people want to look or, or we have something that other people don't have. And this constant pressure from young people and, and technology is 24 seven, it's invasive. For many young people, their experience of it is that there's no escape. Well, let's assume, let's go back to the first scenario then, where, where for whatever reason the, 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 the daughter is, is, is devastated. She's, she's made a mistake, she realises she's made a mistake. How can this mum, perhaps a dad, help, help, help her through? I mean, I think there is uh, an element of sitting in the reality of it with her. The reality is this is a rubbish situation and it's um, embarrassing and it's painful and the tough reality of the consequences is she is gonna have to live with this. There's not a quick fix, there's not a way to make it disappear. She's gonna have to keep entering into a social situation where someone has shared her image with her peer group. And actually, part of the painful reality there is how do we help our kids live with consequences of things that have happened. Um, and, and that would be true of a whole range of scenarios. Um, and I think there is no quick fix um, to that. There is just the reality of saying, I love you, I'm with you. We're gonna go and face some things. There's gonna be days you're gonna go into school coming up and it's gonna be really tough, mm. but you can come home, you can talk to me and we're gonna try and figure out how we work through this together. And I think it's a horrible situation for both parent and child. And I just think we have to acknowledge that. You could understand, couldn't you, in both situations, whether the child was devastated or said, hey, listen, everyone's doing it, the mum saying, well, I'm going to take your mobile phone off you. You know, in other words, there, there are going to be consequences to this. That's life, there are consequences, but probably not the greatest step uh, uh, at I mean, the moment. It, it might be. It might be that you want to have a 
short-term consequence of saying, actually, you've shown that you can't be trusted with this for a moment. I'm going to take this off you for a time. But I think it's really important to always restore because ultimately, Mm. sooner or later, they're going to have a camera with access to the internet. And the goal is to help them know how to use that wisely. Um, So by just taking it away, that doesn't reach that goal. It's okay to have punishment and consequences, but I think we're always working towards a longer term goal of how um, how can I help them next time they're in that situation make a better decision? Mm. Um, and that's, I think that's the... And the, probably the most important thing here, Jason, although the consequence is important, is the relationship, isn't it? That's what, you, that's what you're going for. Absolutely, and I think here's the hope for parents, for me, is that the best research into young people's mental health and well-being shows that having parents that they can talk to, speaking to their parents, parents who are interested in their lives and help them to work out what's going on, is one of the most consistent and powerful protective behaviours for young people or protective factors. It's such a key thing in a young person's development. And now, often for parents of teenagers, it feels like when when most of their responses to your questions are are in grunt form, um, it's very difficult to see how important your role is. When they shout at you and tell you you don't know what you're talking about or tell you that you don't love them or tell them that they don't love you, it's so difficult to see that. But actually, the researchers um, who have looked at this stuff and for, for us when we're working in schools with young people, we see it over and over again, the best placed young people to face these kind of things, even when it goes wrong, are those young people who have the support of their parents and who feel like they can talk to their parents. They're in it together. And you know, I, I have some genuine sympathy for this, for this daughter. And you know, I don't often get angry, but I think I am angry at the legacy we've given this generation of young people. The digital revolution has hit them so fast and we haven't as adults put adequate either training or safeguards so they are literally the guinea pigs mm. and, 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 and in a sense I think we need to, to acknowledge that life is hard for them trying to, trying to sort their way, way through this but of course it's, parents will say well even so why would, why would they do it but, but there are other reasons aren't there well, I mean um, young people are renowned for doing stupid things Um, And partly that's a stereotype, but partly that's just about how their brains have developed. So the adolescent brain isn't the adult brain. It's developing, it's rewiring, it's it's adjusting. And one of the consequences of that is that a lot of young people's decisions are made from the kind of back part of their brain, the amygdala. Um, It's the pleasure, pain, fight, flight, what feels good, what feels bad part of their brain, rather than the logical, what are the legal consequences of this? What will I feel about it in 10 years time? It's the, in the moment, do I want to do this? What would feel worse? And so for both of these young people in this scenario, um, they've made a decision about what feels good in the moment and what would feel bad in the moment. So for the girl, what would feel good in the moment is to be valued and loved um, and, and affirmed that she is attractive by this lad. And so she snapped the picture and sent it. She's not thinking about um, 10 years time if that photo resurf- resurfaces. She's not thinking about the police and the laws. Mm. She's thinking about what feels good. And that lad, you know, he did something wrong and, and that we shouldn't minimise that. But we should also not demonise him because what he did in the moment was what feels good. Well, what feels good is the respect of my peers right now. So I'm going to send this. Now, obviously, he should make a better decision than that. And we need to help him make better decisions. But actually, he's made a pleasure, pleasure pain decision on the basis of that. So young people do foolish things. And that's why, as parents, we try to protect them. And in this case, that's why, um, unfortunately, this has got bigger than it should ever have done sooner than a parent could step in. 
Um, but actually the goal now is how can we help this child start to develop the mental faculties to make wiser decisions from the front of their brain, not just what feels good and bad. So how do we balance that kind of incredible sense of understanding young people with just basic to this boy, this is just wrong. I mean, somewhere, not only the law, but his parents are gonna to have to sit down and say, you know what, you shouldn't be doing this. This is how do we how do we balance that understanding and sympathy that we've talked about with just this is not the way? And I think I, I think exactly that. I think it is perfectly okay to tell that young lad what you did was wrong and it has consequences and you need to face mm. both the consequences that the implications are going to have for you but you need to look straight in the face of how that girl is going to have to face those consequences mm. and that needs to matter to you um, but the difference is we don't define his identity and his character by the decision he's made now this doesn't mean that he is always going to exploit um, women this doesn't mean that he is always going to make bad decisions in this area it means this time he did and he needs to get his act together and be supported to make a better decision next time and he needs to own the fact that he's caused damage this time and that, that matters okay in 10 seconds to each of you last bit of advice to this mum go to you first Jason <laughs> um, I think tell your daughter that you love her um, and that you're going to face this with her and you're on her side and you trust her to get it right Okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. Um, find somewhere safe yeah. to process how you feel about this because it, it makes sense and it's okay for this to be an incredibly painful position for you to be in as well. A deep, a deep breath, a sense of perspective in 10 years, how you look back on this, getting them through. It's a phrase we often use about teenagers, just get them through. Well, thanks for being with us for this uh, episode of uh, uh, Raising uh, Teens. If there's a subject you'd like to talk about, do drop us a line or an email. If, if we pick your subject and talk about it, we'd like to send you a copy of my book, Teenagers, What Every Parent Has to Know. But Sarah, Jason, thanks again for being there with us today. And thank you two for joining us. We hope to see you next time. You have been listening to the Raising Teens podcast. For further information about our courses, resources and events, visit us at careforthefamily.org.uk.